Come on, y'all know this for me. That's love. Come on and say that's love. That's love. Come on and say Jesus went to Calvary. Jesus went to Calvary. Come on, say Jesus went to Calvary. To Calvary. To save. Like you and me. Say that's love. Stand to your feet and say, Jesus went to Calvary. To Calvary. To save a wreck. Like you and me. Say, that's love. Come on and say, they hung him high. They stressed him wide. He hung his head. And for me, he died. Say, that's love. That's love. Yeah. Say, they hung him high. Say, they hung him high. Say, they stressed him wide. Say, he hung, 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 hung. For me and you, for me and you, he died. That's love, yeah. Come on and say, Jesus went to Calvary. To Calvary. To save a wretch like you and me. Say, that's love. Yeah. 
church this morning. Say it reaches. Stay right there. We're going to stay right there. Say you are my strength. Come on and clap your hands. Strength like no other. You might as well stand to your feet and join us. Say strength like
And now unto him who is able. And he able? He's able to keep you from falling. He's able to heal the sick. He's able to provide when you don't have. He's able to put back that which was broken. That's my God. That's my man, Jesus. He's the man. Praise the Lord. And now we will have this, the scriptures followed by um, additional scriptures. Amen. Good morning, St. Matthews. Hey, the visual scripture. Now I'm always playing. Hey, we're going to have two readings of scripture. The first scripture will come out of the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews? Oh, I'm sorry. And Reverend Jackson did tell me that. I don't know why I went to Romans. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 1, I mean chapter 12, verse 1. That's the visual. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The second reading will come from Reverend Williams. Good morning, St. Matthews. I will be reading from the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, starting at the third verse. Romans 5.3. The word of God says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work with patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. We will now have prayer by Minister Arnold. Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning first thanking you for the, another opportunity to come into your house to worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for, thank you for all you've done for us, Father. And Lord, we do think of our pastor and his family at this time. We pray for your healing hand upon him, Father. We, we need him, we love him, and we really want him back in his pulpit, Lord. And Father, we just pray for our great nation, the greatest nation it's ever been, Father. Yet we have so many problems here, Father, so much hatred, division going on. Father, we need unity. But more importantly, the people of this world need Jesus Christ and him because there's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. So we pray for those who are incarcerated this morning, those who don't know Jesus Christ, that they might have an opportunity to get into your word in, in the prisons, Father, that they could see who Jesus is according to the book of John. And Father, we do thank you. We thank you again for this opportunity to be here. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who saved us in Jesus' precious name. 
Amen.
Jesus, thank you for this day, giving him all honor and praise 
and thanksgiving. We also give honor to our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr. Let us give our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, another hand clap of praise for his excellence and faithfulness to you and our senior pastor. Amen? Amen. Let us give him another hand clap. Somebody missed that clap. I tell you, he's faithful. He's good. He's kind. I tell you, without him, we could do nothing. Without him, we are nothing. I tell you, without him, we wouldn't have woke up this morning. Without him, we couldn't see where we are. Without him, we couldn't have drove in here today. Without him, we had no speech. We had no thoughts. Or we had no sorrow. Come on, let's give him another hand clap. Giving all honor once again to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, We want to recognize this morning uh, one of our members. Uh, She's faithful in our church, and she's faithful outside of our church. At this time, I'm going to ask our usher where you can see her, and she's also a counselor where you cannot see her, uh, only if by appointment. Uh, Sister Faye Crooks, come on up here. Amen. I want to, we're pleased to recognize this morning uh, Sister Eunice Faye Crooks. Sister Crooks received the prestigious Martin Luther King Freedom Medal Award. Uh, the the uh, the Freedom Medal Award was given by Camden County or oh, for Camden County's uh, Community Services in Winslow Township. She was honored by the Mayor of Winslow Township Wednesday, January 17th. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for this woman. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's not over yet. Oh. Uh, it's Dolores D. Come on up, please. Come on up, please. You don't have to do anything but walk up here. Don't be afraid. But I want to. I just want to sh- show you how serving God, not only in the church, but it amplifies into the community. It's just like, thank you. Now, Dolores is, is, you can turn around. I'm not going to say anything bad. She's the, uh, in charge of our ushers here. And the reason I call her up is because she's in charge of ushers. And, and Sister Crooks is an usher. She's been ushered since, almost since I've been here, maybe before. She's also, where well, you don't know, she's also a counselor. 
And that's why I called the, the director of our counseling department, Brother uh, Leroy, up to be standing beside her. So I just want you to give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap for this lady that's done stuff in the church that has spilled outside of the church. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Leroy. Now that's that's what you call that's work in motion. Amen. That's done by the Lord. Amen. Also, uh, we had some um, we also wanted to remind you that um, you can sign up um, and meet the members of the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee immediately following today's service in our FLC gym. Amen? Let me say that again. Um, this is for the women. Actually, I don't want no men up there, unless your wife is with you, so, I mean your husband's with you. As a reminder, you can sign up and meet the members of the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee immediately following service today in our FLC gym. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Now, since it's Communion Sunday, uh, we have we have no since it's Community Sunday, we have no uh, screen announcements. Do we have any visitors this morning? Any visitors? We ask that you would stand, please. Any visitors? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Just the ushers will give you a, a little packet. Uh, thank God for you coming. Uh, if you don't have a church home, we invite you to join St. Matthew's. We may not be perfect, but we certainly are forgiving here at this church. And if you don't have a church home, you need uh, prayer by our pastor to cover you while you are looking for a church home. Amen. Amen. And now it is offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You cannot be God given no matter how hard you try. This service will be taking up two offerings. The first offering will be our tithes. That's a tithe is a tenth. If you make a hundred dollars a week, God gets the first ten. If you make a thousand dollars a week, God gets the first hundred. If you make $500 a week, God gets the first 50. Our second offering will be for our Perfect Peace, our radio and TV ministry. Perfect Peace, we haven't taken up an offering quite some time, but Perfect Peace mission is to evangelize the unsaved, encourage and equip the saved, and energize the local body of Jesus Christ. Amen. So give as Lord has blessed you. The Bible tells us to give as the Lord has given you. And all that we have come from the Lord. Amen? Choir.
Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for your giving. Thank you. Let's give the Lord another hand clap for your giving. Amen. Amen. Our guest preachers for this morning is Reverend Roy Walker and Reverend Lou Ellen Hill. Amen. It will be some fire up in here this morning. Amen. Uh, Reverend Walker's wife, Sister Pat Walker, uh, will not be with us this morning, but Reverend Hill's wife, Sister Gail, is here somewhere. He, amen. He never leaves home without her. Amen. Great. So for the sake of time, the word um, that they have been tasked to do this morning, uh, they will speak of it. It's regarding perseverance. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to lay you down and make you think today. I mean, not in the church pews, hopefully, but (laughs) it's something that you're going to take home with you. All of you already have met Reverend uh, Lou Hill, and you have met uh, Reverend Roy Walker. And I'm telling you, when each one of them comes, stand on your feet, And give the Lord some praise because they have something for you to take home with you. Amen? Amen. Quiet. above all other names that's the name that's proclaimed from this pulpit he's the lord of the nations he's the ruler of the world his name is jesus amen nobody like him Supernatural. There's no other name like Jesus. Come on here. How many of you know something happens when we mention 
my Lord and my Savior, Jesus, who saved me. Thank you, Lord. And to my friend, my mentor, my pastor, who fussed at me when I was doing wrong, who always loved me and been hard on me when it was necessary, my pastor, my friend, Dr. Raymond Gordon, I ask you to keep, continue to pray for him. Keep him in your prayers. And to all the ministers, Reverend Jackson for holding down the anchor. And to all of you. I thank you. I thank you. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you have been good. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Have your way in the service today, Lord God. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I'm not going to keep it long because Luther got a clock on us. But um, Reverend Jackson got a clock on us. But if you have your Bibles this morning, turn your Bibles to Roman, I mean Hebrew chapter 12. Verse 1 through 3, I would like to read it in your hearing. You heard a little bit of it, but I want to give you the whole picture. <clears throat> it says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run this race with patience that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. Just for a moment. I want to talk about a, a peace that produces a perseverance to the end. A peace that produces a perseverance to the end. A long time ago, I, I heard this guy. He was very a very passionate guy who was an advocate. And he said something that was so amazing in his speech. He said, like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity have his place. But he said, I'm not concerned about that anymore. I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. And the Lord have allowed me to climb the mountaintop. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I might not get there when you get there, but as a people, we're going to get there. Therefore, I see the coming of the Lord. And I'm so, so, so happy to see the coming of the Lord. His name was Martin Luther King. He said that April the 3rd, 1968. April the 4th, 1968, he was shot and killed. A peace that passes all your understanding. A peace that you endure to the end. Now, my question to you, what is peace? Peace is a calmness of mind and spirit 
that's saying that guess what? My life is in the hands of the Lord and I'm going to make it to my end. A peace. Jesus had that peace when the storm came. Jesus was right in the boat rocking back and forth. The disciples said, don't you care? And Jesus was sleeping because he had a peace. Now, my question to you, what is perseverance? Perseverance is a quality of mind that says no matter what comes in my life, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Nothing going to stop me from making it. You can knock me down, but I'm getting back up. You can curse me. I bless you. You may spit on me. I walk away. You know why? Because I got to stay in the will of God. A peace that passes all perseverance. That calls you to endure no matter what. That calls you to stand still. Now, when you look at this, there's three things I want to talk about. I want to talk about a, 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 a crushing then I'll move on from a crushing to a comfort. Then I want to close out on what we call a consideration. And look at the comfort. Look at the comfort. Turn to verse one, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, and it says this. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed with so great kind of witness, I shall lay aside every weight. I think this weight, this weight, the Greek word for weight is gonos. It means a weight or a mass. It means something that comes in your life that is pressing down on you so much that is causing you to bulge on every side. What is, is it? Is, is it that's coming in your life that's causing you to bulge to the fact that it's, it's crushing you? It's crushing you no matter what you do in your life. There's something in your life just crushing you. Look at the writer. He says, guess what? Uh, he said, run this race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He said, guess what? No matter what's going on, we're going to look towards Jesus. But you think about this in your life. What is it? Paul said this in Romans chapter 5. Paul said that when this crushing come on our life, he said in Romans 5, verse 3 and 4, he said, I glory in tribulation. But then to, to, to paraphrase, Paul said this, don't that I glory, he said, I embrace this, 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 this crushing. I embrace it to the point that it produced an intimacy that therefore it's when I embrace it, it produced this intimacy that I become pregnant, that I produce three children. Three children. So when, when you embrace your suffering, when you embrace that which is crushing you, you, you get an intimacy with that in God that it produces a pr- intimacy, a pregnancy that you give forth three children. What are what we call triplets. What are your three children? You give forth birth to perseverance, character, and most of all, hope. So just, well, perseverance, and guess what? No matter what comes in my life, I'm going to make it. I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm not going to let it hurt me. I'm not going to give people the satisfaction to talk about me because they see that I'm failing. I don't fail. I'm just struggling to the goal. So you got to perseverance. But in order to get into perseverance, you've got to do things God's way. What do you mean by God's way? You can't endure and at the same time cussing somebody out. Putting up the finger. Fussing in traffic. No, you got to learn to persevere the right way. What it does, it produces character to walk right, to talk right, to act right. 
You can't be on the choir singing and can't stand the minister. No, you got to produce a character that when God looks in you, he sees something worth saving. So guess what? Not only you have a, a character, not only a perseverance, but then guess what? A hope. Look here. A hope that says, guess what? I, I don't see it, but I believe it. Why? Because I walk by faith and not by sight. So I don't see things changing. My marriage not changing. My home not changing. But guess what? I feel crushed, but I'm still going to hold on believing God got an end for me. Believing that God going to work it out. You're crushing. Who is being crushed? You're crushing your mind. You're crushing your heart. You're disappointed because your expectation was not met. You lost your home. You lost your marriage. You, you divorced now. You're alone. But you're not alone. But you don't see God. You don't feel God. But guess what? He's there. You know what I mean? So, so you crush by life. You crush over your children going up and down, come back home to baby kids, whatever it is. You just crush. And you're trying to hold yourself together. You walk in church, you look good, you act right, but you know what's going on in your heart. You tired every time you take one step, another step. You say, oh my God, will I ever make it? You crush. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what, don't give up. Don't give up. Do why? Because you got a God who's going to take you through the ringer to see if you're true. But not only, not only the, the crushing, look at the comfort. The comfort is two things, the witness and the joy. Look, at, look, look. When you look in the chapter, it said, guess what? It said, looking unto Jesus. It said, looking at Jesus, the author and friend of our faith. But it also goes in verse 1. Wherefore, see, we are going to cast about but so many witnesses. What witness? All of those in chapter 11, everybody in chapter 11 is the witness. It's the witness. Why? They've been through hell. And some of them saw the promise and some of them did not. Abraham was told by God to sacrifice your son, Isaac, to Mount Moriah. He walked for three days. Look here, three days he was to figure, Lord, how are you going to do this? How will I kill my son, the only son me and Sarah wait for? And now you could tell me you want me to sacrifice my only son? You know, man, he thought about that. He had the psychological damage. Think about why God want me to sacrifice the son he just gave me. But only Abraham, do you look at Daniel? Daniel was thrown in a lion then. They said, Daniel, don't pray no more to your God. Daniel prayed anyway. And nobody did. When, it, when he prayed, they saw him. They told the king, and they threw him in the lion's den. I don't know how strong y'all is, but if they throw me in the lion's den, our brother gonna be doing a new dance. Right? I'd be in the middle of, oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. And all they could hear in the darkness was, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, then you got Moses. He's right there. He was the son of Pharaoh. Then all of a sudden, they find out he was a Hebrew. Oh man, he lost his position. He lost everything. He got thrown out of Egypt. And guess what? Now he in the desert. And then God called him, said, go back to Egypt and rescue these people. He said, Lord, I got a warrant. You know what I mean? But guess what? God allowed things to happen. 
But guess what? You look through all that stuff and you see how God delivered other people. You see how God did. God got Moses to the Red Sea. Pharaoh coming. You know what God did? God did the supernatural. He just parted the sea. God caused him to walk on dry land. No, whatever what you're going through, God can deliver you. Your problem is not bigger than our God. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. All we may ask of faith because he's God. Then, then the last comfort that comforted me is I watched Jesus. He embraced his cross. He took the cross on Golgotha and he's walking. He hugged it. He embraced it. It fell down and a man helped him. And then he came on back up and I watched that happen. And he got to the cross. Then he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then he said, Nevertheless, look here. It's not in the Bible. Look, nevertheless, why? Because he said, Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. Look, 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 what trust? And you don't see, but Father, I know you allow me to be beaten, battered, and bruised. You allow me to lose my home. You allow me to be stripped naked up on the cross. But Father, I still trust you. He said, into your hand I commit my spirit. Then he said, well, he was on the cross. The Bible said right here in Hebrew chapter 12, for the joy that was set before him. What joy? What joy? Look here, that's the joy right there. Oh, my God. That joy, seeing every one of you being redeemed in your right mind, in church, saved, calling his name. What's the, it's something about that name. That name. That name. Jesus. Jesus. So he goes on and he deal with a crisis. Then he came to a comfort. But then he goes on something for all of us to start doing. Consider. Consider what? Consider the example. Look what it says in verse 3. He said, guess what? For consider him that endured such contradiction. That word can also mean hostility. All right? Our sinners against him, least you, look here, least you be weary and faint in your mind. See, the first thing to go when you let your situation, your crushing get you, is the mind. Once the mind going, you're going. So he said, guess what? No. Consider this. Consider this. Consider what he's been through. And it says on verse 4, you have not resistance to bleeding and to blood. Your little betrayal is just nothing compared to what Jesus been through. So that's our example. So guess what? No matter what you're going through in your life, consider this. One, you are in the place of God. Two, you have the promises of God. That God will never leave you, forsake you. Three, everything that comes in your life is in the plan of God. So four, all you got to do is respond according to the word of God and you'll be all right. Four things you got to consider and do. No matter what's good in your life, consider it. Do it. And guess what? God will bless you. As I close, I'm thinking about this story. All right, about this lady. She was a slave. And she being a slave, she didn't like it. She ran and ran and ran. And when she ran to a free town, she saw a lot of black people. They were free, had them suit, look good, and having a good life. 
but they forgot about the slave back home. See, listen. So she said, no, I'm going back. They said, no, don't go back. She went back and she started rescuing people, rescuing and bringing them back. All right? Her name was called Harriet Tubman. And when she went back and delivered the people, one day on this movie called Harriet, they caught her. They caught her at the bridge. All right? They had the slave owner on this side and slave owners on that slide and a raging river down below. She said, come on, Harriet. Come back to me. I'll treat you right. She climbed on the top of the bridge and said, no. No, she said, freedom or death. And she jumped over. Let me tell you something. Sometime in your life, you got to be radical for what you believe. You got to be radical for the gospel. You know why? Because you're living in a time that you don't care about Jesus. You got to be radical for Jesus. You got to be radical. You can't sit there in your comfort seat, your good home, and think everything all right when you got people hurting all over. Then from that. I'm sitting there and I watch this movie. It was this big boat. And this big boat, the lady, the guy on the boat, the rich people up top, the pool to the bottom. And all of a sudden, the, the boat going, and the boat hit an iceberg. Y'all know where I'm going up with this. It hit an iceberg. When it hit an iceberg, the, the boat starts sinking. When the sink, the lady and the guy got on the edge. So, no, let's go over the railing. They climb over the railing. The boat went down. And everybody goes, whoop, 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 falling. All right? And when they fall, the boat sank, and her and Jack, that's a guy named Jack, they got on the little wood, they got on the wood, and Jack put on the wood, and Jack put on the wood, and Jack in the water, holding on like this, right, and she said, Jack, just hold on, we gonna get saved, Jack said, yeah, 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 and they hold on, and hold on, and you know what happened, eventually she fall asleep, when she wake up, Jack was dead, Jack was dead, she said, Jack, Jack, and Jack has got a grip in her hand. She said, oh my God, let me call, help, help. And she tried to reach the whistle over there. Jack had a death grip in her hand. So what she did, she said, ugh, pull Jack off. She said, bye, bye Jack, bye Jack. And Jack went down. And know what she did? She grabbed the whistle. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to cut those things off in your life that you love. There's some stuff you love. It could be pornography. It could be homosexual. It could be, guess what, not paying your bills. But you got to cut it off. You know why? Because you want to be free. What do you mean by free? Let me tell you. I've been watching this movie. And this movie called Braveheart. It called Wallace. It called, guess what? It called William Wallace. They finally caught William Wallace. And they put him up and they stretched him wide. And the man stand. He put to be a godly man. He's standing. He sticked the knife. And he pulled it down. He cut him open. He said, do you have something to say? Y'all hush up. And know what he said? Freedom! Let me tell you something. You got to shout for freedom. You got to let everybody know you want to be free. Look at your life. See what you're doing. And carve it out. And said, I want my freedom. Take it back. You know why? Because God is a great God. And God is a great king. Say yeah. Yeah. God bless you.
my man, Reverend Walker. <laughs> to our Lord and Savior, by the will of the God who created heaven and earth, to our loving, caring shepherd, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. We thank the Lord. We thank Pastor Gordon for this opportunity. And we all look forward to his return. Because I know right now there is a raging fire burning in his heart. And there's some things that the Lord has allowed him to learn and understand the complexities that he's going to share with us that's going to make the roof rise at least 12 inches. We thank the Lord for Sister Gordon, her care, her comfort, her concern. Yeah. Not only for her husband, the father of her children, but the shepherd of her life. He's an awesome man. I tell people nowadays, I, I've, I've been around E.V. Hill and E.K. Bailey and Stephen Oldford and Joel Gregory. He, Pastor Gordon is one of the few theologists that is still around. And we have him here to shepherd us. Come on here. Somebody ought to say yeah. How many people? can say they have a true theologian who loves the Lord, who serves God, preaches the word, and lets us know it's all about Jesus. Lord Jesus, in your name do I pray. Hide me behind the cross that I may open up holy writ and share with your people a word that will encourage their hearts, that will lift them up, allow them to stand in the midst of trouble. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. As the snow covers the ground, disrupts our movement, it never keeps us from praising your name. So in the name of Jesus, I do pray and say thank you. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Job. First chapter. And I want to look at a theme that says the perseverance by God's purpose. Are y'all with me? Chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself. Put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth 
from the presence of the Lord. Perseverance by God's purpose. I just want to point out three little things that won't seem so little in the end. Peace leads to perseverance. Did y'all get that? And perseverance leads to a place. You got to be going somewhere to protect God's purpose. Let me say it one more time. Perseverance, a place, and God's purpose. At the beginning of this chapter, like an appraiser who comes out to look at your house for the purpose of either you selling it or buying it, there's an assessment. And in the beginning of this chapter, there's an assessment of Job's life. Job has a place with God. Job has peace with God. And Job has possessions as a result of God. Are y'all with me here? And I want you to understand that peace leads to perseverance, but peace doesn't last all the time. Listen, if you got peace in your life, don't worry. Trouble's coming. Just, just, just hold on. Matter of fact, you can even free fall. But if you've got peace, just hold on because trouble is coming. And when trouble comes, that's when you need perseverance. When everything is fine, you got more money left at the end of the month than you got bills, everything's fine. When the weather is sunny and bright and it's to your liking, some people like the winter, some people like the snow. When it snows, my wife want to run outside and she want to run around and then see the snowflake. That ain't me. That ain't me. We had some nephews that used to live next door. Snow would fall. They'd come out. Come on, Uncle Lou. Come on out and play in the snow with us. No. Mm-mm, that ain't happening for me. And, 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 and they would persevere. Come on, Uncle Lou. Come on. And my wife is in the house pushing me. Go ahead, go ahead. And because of their perseverance, y'all know where I wound up at. Out in the snow. And and, and I had to persevere because I didn't want to be out there. It's cold. Job has peace with God. He got, listen, look how things is going for Job. Job has, he the scripture says he, he's upright. He, he, what a man was perfect and upright. Are y'all we not, not, don't get, don't get, before you go too far. That word perfect is not perfection. It's blameless. Could nobody blame him and he'd be guilty. Are y'all with me? Upright. And one that feared God. Fears God so much that he issued evil. He shunned evil. Are y'all with me? Things are going fine for Job. His quiver, where he hold his arrows at, was full. He had seven sons, three daughters, and the sons were out on their own. 
Are y'all with me? He, he had peace. He had a place with God. And he had possessions. He had seven sons, three daughters. But now watch this. He had 7,000. Are y'all with me? Camels. He had 500 yokes of oxen. 500 sea asses. Are y'all with me here? He also had 500 yokes of oxen. He, he had possessions. Isn't that us? Come on now. We got possessions. We may not have as much as this. But we got enough that makes us comfortable. We got enough that, and you may want more, but you got enough that you could be here this morning. But when trouble comes, you know when trouble comes after peace, people are prone to want to throw in the towel. Brother Minor was married to Sister Minor for 64 years. And some relationships, marriages don't last 64 minutes. They had a professional athlete because his fiance wouldn't sign the prenuptial. Got to the wedding day. Everybody was assembled. He done spent all this money. She's standing there dressed in white and he didn't show up. All because she did not sign the prenup. Are y'all with me here? Imagine the embarrassment. Imagine the shame. Imagine the emotional state she's going through. And there's been some things in your life, in my life, everything was going fine and then trouble came and we thought for a moment to throw in the towel. We thought to give up, walk away. Come on now. Don't play with me. There have been some fathers who have walked away from children. Children are left wounded, but they persevere on. There have been some single parents who've been left by themselves, who've had to raise their children, and everything didn't come out right, but they had to persevere. See, perseverance comes after you've had peace for a while. Yeah. And when you become saved, you've got to persevere. Because just because you're saved doesn't mean everything's going to be all right. Doesn't mean that everything is going to come up roses. Accepting the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ assures us of one thing and one thing only. We can be in eternality with Jesus Christ. Salvation. Are you with me? Yeah, because Jesus even says, the reason you have to persevere, over in Matthew, the fifth chapter, he says, you know, the sun shines on those who are good and bad. Or the word is actually evil. But he also says, the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. We cannot look at others. We can only stand for ourselves and we've got to persevere through the good, the bad. We've got to persevere through the sunshine and the rain. And, and listen, I don't care how good you are. 
I don't care how much you honor God. You can know this for sure. There will be some rain in your life. And you're going to have rain and no protection but your faith in Jesus. Oh, Lord. Job is going along. Life is good. And here's a kicker. It's not that Satan didn't know Job. Satan hadn't checked him out. But you need to understand that Satan, the name Satan means adversary of God. When you see devil, it refers to trickster. He cannot trick God, but he can trick us. So at that moment, things are going well. And he goes with the sons of God into God's presence. And God brings up Job. Do you ever think that sometimes the Lord Jesus brings up your name? And it ain't always, now listen now, it doesn't always mean life is going to continue to be peaceful. He, 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 he wants to prove something. Because here's what happens. There's a challenge by Satan issued to God. Does he not honor you for no reason? You have a hedge of protection around him. But move the hedge of protection. And he will curse you to your face. Ah! God brings up Job. Satan is already letting you know. I've checked him out. I thought about getting it. I tried to get it. But you had me blocked on every side. I couldn't get it. But if you move that hedge, he'll curse you to your face. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Perseverance leads to a place. Well, the place is move the hedge. And when I get done with him, he'll curse you to your face. Oh, you want, you want to go there? You want to see if you can get him to do that? Oh, okay. Look at what happens. He tells him. And the Lord said unto Satan. See, the Lord, through perseverance, has a place for you to be and a place for you to go and a place for you to reach. And it's not always going to be easy. You know, you go to work sometimes and they get on your nerves. Wait a minute, we ain't even got to go to work. Wake up in the morning, sometimes whoever you sleeping next to. Oh, wait a minute. You hear somebody call mom or dad, they get on you. But you get up, you persevere, and you get it done. You handle your business. And you know why you handle your business? It ain't because you want to. But the Lord on the inside is strengthening and motivating you. That death, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So he strengthens, encourages your heart so that you can move towards the place that God wants you to be. Come on, we got up this morning. We knew the snow was out there. Some of us were praying that the roads were clear, at least the roads we have to travel. Some of us got up yesterday to clean off the snow so we didn't have to deal with it this morning because it would have been ice. 
That's perseverance. We put on the proper clothes to deal with the cutthroat of the winter. That's perseverance. And come on now. Some of us woke up this morning, you know we didn't want to go outside. And we thought about using the snow and the ice and the conditions as an excuse for not going to the house of the Lord. But perseverance had you to get to the place where God wanted you to be. Yeah, yeah. We fought our way through, cleaned our windows off, got on the proper clothes, and still wanted to look good. I was about to wear some Tims in here that was black and blue. Wouldn't have went too good with my suit. But perseverance said, I'm going anyhow. Makes no difference what I look like. I'd have been dressed right from the neck on down. But if you focused on my shoes, you're looking at the wrong thing. And you're listening to the wrong somebody. But perseverance got me here. I just want you to know. Because he's greater in me than he that's in the world. Than the weather that can come. Perseverance will get you to the place where the Lord wants you to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. From perseverance, we get to the place. But then, it speaks to the purpose. We come... To hear the word of God. Some people go to a place to be entertained. Some people go to a place to be seen. And some go just to be heard. But through the perseverance and the place the Lord wanted us to go, we come to hear For his purpose, the word of God. Yes. I want you to know today. Keep on pushing. There are troubles in life. We're going to endure trials. But Jesus said, don't worry. Because tribulations are going to come. But guess what? He says, I've overcome the world. That you might have peace. I know the songwriter used to say, trouble don't last always. But one thing I do know is the word of God is everlasting. Yes, they had the spoken word. They had through prophets. They had the living word. By the presence of Jesus Christ. But now we have the written word. And as long as you're going through tribulations in this life, you can get to the purpose and the place that God protects by his word. On social media, people are talking about all manners of things, calling him all kinds of names. Everybody wants to shout God. Everybody wants to give glory to God. But nobody seems to want to call the name that is above every name. The name 
that says every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. When you get to the place that the Lord wants you to be, ensure that you protect the purpose of the Lord. Well, I'm reminded of a little boat situation. Yeah. There was a storm out on the water. Disciples were in the boat. They saw Jesus. Well, I thought it was something. I don't know. But Peter said, Lord, bid me to come unto you. Peter stepped out of the boat with his eyes and attention focused on Jesus. But then he started looking at the boisterous water. Took his eyes and the focus off of Jesus. Started to sink in the water. But he said three words. Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out his hand. I come to tell you this day. Every now and then, all you need is a hand from the Lord. Are you with me here? All you need is a hand from the Lord. Someone who loves the Lord. Someone who believes in the Lord. Let the Lord use them to extend the hand. Oh yeah. But wait a minute. There was another circumstantial situation. Jesus was in the, as they say, the hinder or bottom part of the boat. Not only was he asleep, but he was comfortable. You know how I know? The Bible says he had a pillow. He in the bottom of the ship with a pillow under his head, sleeping good. Everybody on top of the ship, worried and complaining. Water is rough. The boat is rocking. They come down and say, Master, care you not that we perish? When he finally got up, went upstairs, he said three words. Peace, be still. Every now and then, you just need a word from the Lord. When there's trouble in your life, when it seems like your persistence is weaning, when it seems like it's slowing you down from getting to where you're going, just be persistent. If it's from running to jogging, it's from jogging to walking, just keep on moving. Because every now and then, you can bring up a word from your heart that will tell your mind the race is not given to the swift. Yes, I want you to know today and each and every day, you've got to have perseverance so that you can protect God's purpose. There's one other thing I want to share with you. Over in Acts, the second chapter, do you remember the one that denied him three times? When they called him and said they must be drunk, Peter stood up because it was only the third hour of the day. And I want you to get exactly what he said in Acts. He said, 
He preached the gospel, the good news, told them all about Jesus. But the reason and the end result, when you protect the purposes of God, it will change the lives of people who don't know God. Because the scripture says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day. There were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Yes. And in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. As I close, I'm reminded if you just get in four feet of water, you need a life preserver. When you get on an ocean line, taking a cruise, before they get out and not open waters, they show you where the life preservers are and where the lifeboats are. Well, I'm reminded when you fall off overboard, we don't have to put on a life preserver. When somebody tied a rope to your ankle, dropped the anchor overboard, and you hit the water and start going down, there is a life preserver that's put on when you believe that Jesus died for you. When you believe he gave up the ghost. When you believe they buried him in a borrowed tomb. When you believe early on Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. The life preserver is the Holy Ghost. You don't put him on. He's on the inside. I don't care what weighs you down. It can't keep you underneath. The life preserver is already in you. And I don't care if a mountain is trying to pull you down. I don't care if a whale is trying to pull you down. There is nothing and no one stronger than the Holy Spirit. The third part of the triune God. He will lift you up, lift you up, and carry you out. Just believe in him. He'll give you a hand. He'll give you a word, but he won't let you go down. He won't let you drown. He'll keep you in perfect peace. I just come to tell you, put your trust in the one who made heaven and earth. Put your trust in the one who is the life preserver. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go unto God except by me. The life preserver is Jesus Christ. So persevere. Persevere. Don't give up. If you've got to crawl, keep on crawling. I don't care what they put around you to pull you down. Remember the life preserver that's in you will preserve your life through all eternity. God bless you. Bless the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap.
Did they preach? Did they preach? Thank you, Lord. While you're standing, is there anyone that is in this congregation that does not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I want you to come out your seat and come right down. Is there one in this congregation that does know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but you have no church home? We ask that you would come down as well. Is there one? Please be seated. Is there one? Now let us transition and focus our hearts and minds on the Last Supper of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Before we reach for the communion elements, we need to pray, then understand not to take this moment lightly, but recognize how precious and holy this moment is. Let us pray. Eternal God, we come in the name of your Son, Lord Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to our souls or to the souls of all those who receive it. We pray that they may eat in remembrance of the body of your Son and witness to you. Father, we pray that this congregation are willing to take upon them the name of your Son and always remember him and keep the commandments which he has given them, that they may always have his Spirit to be with them. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Let us... God's children say amen. amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it tells us that whosoever eats this bread or drinks this cup, before you start moving for the basket, listen to me, please. Please, this is very important. It tells us that whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Now please find a basket of elements at the end of your pews, and please take one. The deacons are available to assist you, and once you have opened it, please look up. need assistance, please raise your hand. We have some godly deacons that will assist you immediately. 
Amen? Amen. Paul said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he had which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me let us eat In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat and drink the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us all drink. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming to your table and partaking in the body and blood of your son. May we always take to heart the importance of this sacrament and and live our lives in a way that reflects your goodness and mercy. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray with thanksgiving. And they all went out and sang hallelujah. Now, in benediction, I want to say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let everyone give a hand clap to our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are dismissed. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that pastor preaches about the word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.